Okay, so you know, you know me. You know who I am. You know this person. I do know you. You that person. You. I have known you before. Yes. And I know you now. You know this piece of shit. I'll continue to know you in the future. <laughs> exactly. I like to start this show with a bit of a goof. I seem to recall that. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a tangent. You've occasionally done so. Some sort of material before to ease us in before we talk about video games. Just something. Just something to, to take the edge off. Yeah, I ain't got nothing this week. I had something, but... Have a look at this, folks. Right. Right. You see that, Laura? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The letter from IGN's editorial oversight team. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Got to throw it all out. Apparently, they also won't let us talk about tree nuts. <gasps> which is the first thing I read on this piece of paper I grabbed off the desk. <sighs> tree nuts? It's my list of allergies. <laughs> Uh, reactions. That's a lot of reactions, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. Anaphylaxis is the worst one. It's worse than itching. Itching's on this list, but it's after anaphylaxis, so it's not... I don't think it's in any order. What's bronchospasm? It doesn't sound good. You know, I think it's all of this reactionary stuff that's uh, been so divisive to our culture. It's really a shame. You hate to see it. It's an MRI. Hmm. Results is the piece of paper I've got. <laughs> what a mess. What a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. It's almost enough to make you want to talk about video games just to get away from it. Right. You know, we've talked about trains a lot on this show. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I enjoy those. You know, you enjoy trains. Yeah. And you know, we talked about Thomas the Tank Engine. When they bricked that one train up. Yeah, yeah, when that one was having a bad day and didn't want to go to work, so they bricked him up forever. (laughs) Right. Imagine if they just opened that tunnel now and wheeled the train out. That's my spine, according to this MRI. Oh. So, anyway, Rise Wrestling returns (laughs) June 19th. Wrestling's picking back up. I've got stuff lined up not necessarily all matches but they are good for my back that's proven medically that is medically proven yeah people ask like how do you do the wrestling stuff with a with a bad back i say first of all like pay people to do a lot of it for me (laughs) that's why i've got like david lawless and mr grim and secondly when i do get physical it's really good for me at some point, I'll talk about the past few fucking months because yeah. it's been a it's been a traumatic nightmare. But suffice to say, the best thing that happened for me physically these past couple of months has been wrestling related things. So that's exciting. Also, I'm invincible now. You're invincible. Yeah, second vaccination. The the oh shit. The max sort of thing. Once it's effective, that bit's happened. You've you've had the two weeks after the thing, and now now you're you're, you're good. Yeah, I'm going up the arcade. Oh I'm shit. Up the arcade and then lick all the joysticks and just laugh just hi i'm i'm the them of steel and then i'll try and leap a building in a single bound i'm finally on that train i i got i got my first dose done and my second one's only a month away because i let them inject me with weird untested shit so that's gonna be fun they filled you with science they filled me with science I had a very lovely time. I got to be in a very lovely private room having all my science done, but it did take like six hours for them to go, okay, we'll stab you with the science. Oh, that's mm. bullshit. I'm not... I was in and out. Yep. In and out. Yep. Most I waited was the 15 minutes in observation to make sure I didn't puke my own spine up, which I'd have liked to have done, actually, because then they'd have to replace it with a steel one. Did you do it at the convention center or did you go somewhere else? <laughs> Sorry, the... Sorry, comrade. The where? The convention center. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, which vaccine did you get? Sorry, hang on. Oh, I got I Pfizer. Had some, I had something in my hand. Um, I got to do that in quotes. Which vaccine did you get? Did you say <laughs> Pfizer? <laughs> oh, you had one of the ones people have heard about, did you? Oh, mm. you, you you didn't get one of the, you know, the future shit. You didn't get the Val Never vaccine. 100%. I'm 100% vaccinated. Wow. Scorpion blood. Nice. It's the secret to that. (laughs) 
Uh, Scorpion blood and sand. At least they told me that's what would work. That's what would work. Well, I just wanted to compare our relative experiences getting vaccinated because here... Laura is, you know, being ushered into private rooms and being sort of, you know, just attended to. I'm being hidden behind like six layers of locked doors with like, you know, nurses being like, are you, are you doing OK? Can we look after you? Well, now I'm imagining like <laughs> the, the nursing home version of what they had Magneto in in X-Men 2. I mean, it wasn't far fucking off. <laughs> right. Right. OK, so I walk into what is basically shitty E3 where no none of the presenters <laughs> decided to show up. Wait, so you mean E3? Right. <laughs> the, only, the opposite thing being is you won't go home with the flu. <laughs> <laughs> It's just sort of a cattle line walking me in National Guard people. I'm just out in the open in the middle of this convention hall at a table while this medic stabs me. <laughs> while this medic stabs me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, now go, go sit in this other very open, empty space where we have a bunch of chairs six feet apart yeah. for you to sit in. I got to hang out in a bed for like half an hour afterwards while they were like, are you sure, are you sure you're doing all right? Let's make sure you're all okay. I see. I think I had the better experience than either. <laughs> Cause I was in, I was in and out. Like I went to, uh, there was uh, like a clinic. Because I got it through my doctor because I couldn't fucking get one. I was trying to, I was on one for ages. I qualified for it early. And then I went to see my doctor about something else. And then she said, oh, you should have one of those vaccines. And I was like, oh, (laughs) that'd be great. Yeah. Um, So their whole network of clinics was doing them. So I was, it had an appointment, went in, got the shot, 15 minutes out. And that's how I like to do Everything in and out, fifteen minute wait. They cared so fucking little about me that they send me out to the waiting area, and there was nobody there to confirm that I'd been there fifteen minutes or five minutes or any time at all. I could have just walked over, you sat gotta, down, gotten up, walked away, and then your head would have gone like scanners or right? to a lesser degree wedlock. See. I might not have had my second vaccine in my two weeks yet, but I'm pretty sure by the time we finish Polquisition today, I'm not only going to be fully immune to COVID, but to every disease that's ever existed, because I'm doing the real experimental shit today. I'm hoping for functional immortality. That's what I'm hoping you get. I'm hoping that's where we get, because today I have the wondrous joy of being able to bring Gamer Goo to Podquisition. We've mentioned this offhandedly before, it's showing up now. It's basically the, the cream that they sell for people to not have sweaty bowls, but for hands. Right. And gamers. Would you like to not sweat? Here's some gamer antiperspirant gel in vanilla sugar. Ah, cinnamon, peppermint, teakwood, orange, or a... Uh, Blossom. Okay, where's the Mountain Dew? Yeah. Where is the Mountain Dew, right? Where's the Doritos? Where's the Creedle and Crab Nut? None of these are particularly gamer smells. And I, I, I expected both Nacho Cheese and Cool Ranch. I heard neither. Exactly. At the very least, I was expecting, like, you know, medicinal energy drink smell, but, yeah. you know. Or the smell of resentment. <laughs> yeah. Entitlement. Hate. <laughs> Just outright fucking, that would be a good one, outright fucking hate flavour. So, before I put this on my hands, they sent me a little tube of it with, like, an actual lid. You can open it and close it and use the amount you want. That's fine. They also sent me, like, lots of little packets of it, and here's where, like, my first concern is. (laughs) They've got Heinz on them? I mean, it's basically your fucking ketchup sachets. It's like a sort of metallic-y, plastic-y thing you rip open. I'm assuming they are... They are just condiment sachets that they've grabbed from a local hotel bar. Here's the problem. Imagine if you had one of those ketchup sachets that you have to rip open and there's no way to close it. Yeah. And then on the back it said, five uses per pack. What? As if you were supposed to use a little bit of the ketchup and then leave the open ketchup sachet on the side for later with no way to close it. I've got many questions. A lot of it to do with the storage of the remaining goo. But also, how good is that goo the like a fifth of a ketchup packet yeah so 
I'm gonna use the whole fucking ketchup packet because there's no way that I'm gonna you open can't. one of It's got five uses. They'll be desiccated skeletal hands. They'll be like the hands that hold the golden axe characters on the character select screen. I refuse to have an 80% full gamer goo packets out on my desk because oh. that's going to give me But you'll have an 80% dehydrated set of paws. That's gonna make me feel like I need to do this more times. I want you to think about what you're <laughs> suggesting here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You are suggesting using five times the recommended application <laughs> of a thing that is already clearly pretty fucking suspect to us. Yeah, like we we need to point out you want f- you want five doses in one go of something called gamer goo. None of this is recommended or usual. Look, I purely suggest the alternative is that four more times I'm going to have to look at my desk and go, yeah, I'll put more of this on my hands. Do you not have a trash can? Because that's where it all belongs, <laughs> let's be honest. Okay, how's about this? I start with one dose and we'll see how this goes. And okay. maybe a little later in the podcast, I'll put the other four on and see where that leads me. I'm just saying, if scientifically... If scientifically your hands wither before our very eyes, like Lestat when he was found in that attic, right? I reserve the right to start calling you Lady Laura Arid Hands. I would also like to note that I have heard exactly the same argument from people about to take LSD. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't disagree with that. So I'm, I'm putting the shit on my hands. It's yeah. going on now. It smells alright. I've gone for the cherry blossom one. That's it that smells, smells cherry blossom. It smells sort of like like suntan lotion. Okay. Which is like not a bad smell. It's fine. It's fine. Well, I mean it goes on your skin, doesn't it? So It's gone on sort of like hand lotion, but I can already feel my hands starting to dry. Uh-oh. It feels like if you deliberately put chalk on your hands to do gymnastics, yeah. it's like a fine coating of gymnastic chalk on my hands. I recall the feel um, because I was given a <laughs> I was given a tube of dry, of dry balls once myself <laughs> and my friend. It was one of those oh, oh, comical Christmas gifts, except really did work on the balls. <laughs> already feels like I've just been rubbing my hands on drywall for a while. Mm-hmm. You describe it as like gymnastic shock. That, that makes me think of, because I used to shoot pool. Yeah. And would, you know, dry my hands. But that is the only context I would ever want my hands to feel dry like that. Maybe they could sell it in cube form and then you <laughs> could just squeak it on the end of your cue. I mean, my hands certainly feel dried out. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Yeah. Have you just put the one on? I just put the one on for now, <laughs> but... God. God. <laughs> yeah. As this week's episode goes on, I'm go- I'm applying more. You'll turn into a Skeksis. I guarantee you'll turn <laughs> you'll turn into the Emperor Skeksis at the beginning of the Dark Crystal. And then Conrad and I'll have to chip away at a stone to find out who leads the Skeksis and becomes the new Emperor. And I'm gonna fucking lose. And then the other Skeksis is gonna pull my clothes off. And then I'm gonna have to tell a Gelfling I'm his friend, but I don't really mean that. This is a weird feeling on my hands. Anyway, we're in position. <laughs> it's a video game podcast where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. Uh-huh. And or how to keep your hands not sweaty while you play them. Who's played a video game this week? I played more Resident Evil Village. Yeah, I've seen you play it. How are you getting on with it? I'm in the new game plus. I have just finished it up myself. It took me a while to get there, but I've done so. I enjoyed the ending, even as someone who did not have the context provided by Resident Evil. Evil 7, it's all very cool. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. It is a very good Resident Evil game. Yep. And other than my issues with motion sickness with it, Mm -hmm. I very much like this direction for the series and hope we get more like this. Yep. Mm -hmm. This was a good, good Resident Evil. And they still do the third person... Yeah. Proper, like, more serious horror ones as well. Like, And they are both really good as series. So... Like Capcom, as we've said before, like they they just they're just winning at doing good games. I will say for anyone having motion sickness issues on PC, there are mods to alter the FOV. There's a limit to how much you can increase the FOV without sort of breaking the camera, which is a bit of a shame. There is also a third person mod that works quite well if you don't mind Ethan having no head. Uh, which yeah, yeah, both of those are solutions that have helped me to see the end of that game. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so there's a pretty, like, sharp shift in the third act. 
Did you enjoy that? I did. I certainly wasn't expecting it, but it was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. I I kind of felt that way, too. One of the things that I have to give the most praise to this game generally is in its pacing, in that everything lasts basically just as long as it should. Yeah. Yes. There's one section of the game that, like, I wished had gone on just a tiny bit longer, which is the second location you go to, the doll lady one. See, I thought that was perfect, just the way it was. I thought it was very good. I didn't want much more of it. I wanted just a touch more of it. See, I think think that it's brevity. One, you know, just sort of works, because there's only so far out you can drag that. Oh, yeah. And I think that it's choices regarding combat in that setting. I I don't think you can break that rule. How about I say this instead? I don't wish that it had been longer, but I did leave it wanting more. Then that, I'm, I totally, Yeah. but I I, I think that if I'd gotten more, I would have been unsatisfied with it. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, like, I agree that it's perfectly paced. I think so from beginning to end. I think everything lasts as long as it should. But I... Also would have liked more, even though that would not have been better. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I would have happily spent more time with certainly each of those antagonists because I found them really sort of diverse and interesting. Yeah. But we did sort of get the perfect amount of each one. Yeah, I, I agree. Overall, I think that this was really well paced. It had like a good sense of... I always felt like I knew roughly how far into the game I was. Which was appreciated, and ah, uh, it's a really, really good game. It is a good game. Yep, it's a good game. I really do struggle to find, a, a, you know, the bullet sponginess of certainly the lichens treads the line over the line between horror and annoying. I always feel like I'm just about to run out of ammo when I end some of those major encounters. Like the bleed on it is really good yeah i find though that when i can't even stagger them when i'm you know popping them in the leg and head and whatnot like most of the enemies it can but the first ones you fight can't uh or at least takes a ridiculous amount and it treads the line between horror and annoying for me there is i call it the slender eight pages effect where it's scary up to a point until you've seen it enough times to be like well now it's just in the way the only fight that like i loved it tonally and thematically and visually but it felt a little designed to be a bullet drain was the first one lady demetresque the pacing of it felt a little designed to leave me ammo-less there's also a sub boss that takes too long it doesn't do much and it's just there to be a an ammo drain it's hairy yeah and it's just Really, barely any variance in the attacks. He's one of the ones that relies on minions because they have to filter in in the end. And I'm like, this is just going on forever. This is dull. I'm not even at risk. It's not tense or scary because the the attacks are, you know, telegraphed a mile away. But like I said, that really isn't a massive complaint. Yeah. Because... For the most part, I'm I'm with Conrad on, you know, it's it's got that right level of tense, but especially on New Game Plus, where it's I go in New Game Plus to feel rewarded for having like gone through it the first time. Sure. I'm on the third one now, and now I'm at that point. Mm-hmm. But when I immediately went into New Game Plus for the first time, I was a little disappointed. I was like, oh, but I've got loads of badass stuff, and they're still not bothered. When I came into my New Game Plus. I was a little disappointed that the M1911 at max power wasn't more effective. But then I remembered, wait a minute, I have this sniper rifle. The sniper rifle does come into its own a lot in New Game Plus. Yeah, you could really fuck some shit up. You know, and I have the SIG shotgun. Yeah. Which is just a beast. It's so much so that I don't even like wasting it on anything that isn't a big enemy. Yeah. And I'm wrecking the sisters with the sniper rifle in a few hits. So, yeah, I don't feel it's too bad, but I do agree that there are certainly with the base weapon equipment that you tend to depend on as you go through, there does seem to be an early spike in sponginess that's surprising when you come back into it in New Game Plus. And it's like, hey, wait a minute. 
why aren't these going down as easy as enemies much later in the game did with the same equipment. I've not played any of New Game Plus yet, but I agree it's an interesting choice to have those uh, werewolves at the start be quite so sturdy, considering that there is like a considerable drop-off right after the start. It's a choice. I mean, I think it wants to encourage you to run, which, sure. Yeah, I'm not going to, I want to shoot the monsters, but <laughs> yeah. Also, I, I added a second dose of Gamergoo to my hands. <sighs> no. <laughs> I mean, it's there's plenty of, of evidence now that I've tried to stop this. Yeah. Whatever happens won't be on my watch. <laughs> Usually I am the person who has to be sensible and be like, oh, let's follow the topic list and be follow a schedule. Today is my day to let the chaos flow. Listen, if dryness persists for more than four hours. Yeah, my antics on this podcast don't result in devastating skin ailments. <laughs> Okay, dose two, already ill-advised. Uh, you think? Was it? <laughs> oh, really? That's weird. I don't recall anybody ill-advising this. Well, look, I, I, this is for science. I have to be able to tell you what's going on. A second dose is enough that my hands are starting to like get like dry white crust off. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh no, don't use more than one. Dose of this. The Stanford Prison Experiment was done in the name of science as well. Mm. Yeah, I just got like clearly drying white powdery residue on my hands now, which you know that's fun, but my hands certainly aren't sweaty. No. <laughs> oh, it's okay actually. Yeah. Yeah, they they just put a tweet out. Uh, the CDC said you can go up to six applications oh, well. of Game <laughs> and be fine. <laughs> Oh, and I'm sure they won't walk that back with nuance at any later point. No, no, Biden has already held a press conference to say that it's fine. Ah, uh, who else has played anything else this week? Oh, you wouldn't believe the things I've played. Well, what are they? Maybe I'll believe them. You would, actually, because they're, they're just video games. Mm. Yeah, Mass Effect is one of them. Mm, that's yeah. that remaster? Yeah, the legendary edition. It's legendary. I played a little bit of that. But also, disclaimer, as I've said before, I did a little bit of work with Bioware a while back, so for the time being, bear that in mind if I say anything about Bioware games. Mm. Anyway, what did you think of that Mass Effect? Uh, it's like a grenade of shit blew my dick off. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't know if that's good or bad. It's very hyperbolic, I can tell you that much. <laughs> the key word is shit. Okay, all right. And the key phrase is blew my dick off. Uh, I'm not fond. Never have been. I don't know why I give it so many chances. I think because I've been told that Mass Effect 2 is better. It is. It is. But I keep insisting on playing through the first one to get to it. <laughs> I played through the first one once, but Mass Effect 2 didn't exist then. So ever since then, I've despised the series and I will, you know, I'll get to why I hate Mass Effect. But I, this time I'm trying and it's so difficult because Mass Effect is such a bad game. Even with the quality of life stuff that they've brought into one, one is still a bad game comparatively and not a good representation of that series. It's fucking dreadful. I mean, I know it's old hat and well-worn territory to bang on about the car, but fuck the car. What were they thinking? Oh, the car is better in this remake than I it originally so. was. This is a better version of the car. I thought so. It's been many years since I last gave this game a fucking chance, but I, I did feel like it, I wasn't screaming as much. I enjoyed the car. Of course you enjoy it. Yeah, because it's fucking nonsense. It's... Yeah. Terrible! It's in it the way. It flops around and oh, so good. Its mere existence gets in the way. What's the point? Why do I need to drive around to these completely barren worlds that are mostly just mountains that just again get in the way? No respect. No respect for my time or just my agency as a human being. Fuck the planet scanning. The people who say they like that are trolling everyone else. Hey, it's hey, clandestine. Hey, hey, hey. I'm one of those people. Yeah, clandestine. I'm one of those people. I like checking boxes the off. pair of you are in on it. I like ticking off boxes and having complete collections. It's a troll job. No. It's a troll job and you're, wor you're working, mate. I like to put a pod Podcast on and scan planets. Mm. 
It's not even, it's just reading. Yeah, I like reading. It's just reading this planet has got some warm air. Oh, has it? Brilliant. What am I going to do with that information? Roll over and shit Mars bars? What I'm going to do with that information is tick a thing off a list and my brain will go, oh, hell yeah, you ticked a thing off a list. Shiny Pokemon I at least get. (laughs) They're colourful rats. These are just different coloured circles telling me how hot the air is. I can do that. I can get, I can go to Target right now, get a reel of coloured circle stickers and I can tell you how hot the air is on them. I'll make a list. People are lying. People are lying that they like planet scan. It's not even scanning. Worse than loot boxes. The maps are shit. It's not even well written. I'm not going to disagree with any of the criticism. (laughs) Combat is boring. I've done many things. I've done two things to make it easier on me this time. I have ignored everything. Yeah. And I picked a class that isn't fucking bollocks. Which class do you reckon's bollocks and which one have you done now? I've done engineer now. Yeah. The bollocks ones are whatever I did the last several times. So I'll give a very brief set of my thoughts on this. Still the worst game in the series. I will not contest that, but also I still very much enjoy it. And I'm glad that my shepherd can look like they did in two and three in one rather than looking like weird bullshit. And I like that you can now skip the elevator sequence if you want. The fucking elevators. Mm. The fucking elevators. Thank God you can skip that shit. Christ. God, combat's boring. And fuck those little geth that flip about all over the place. That's not fun. And open... Why do you need to play a game of Simon every time you open a box? One day I'm going <laughs> to sit down. And I'm going to sit down with just someone. Doesn't even have to be a developer. And just say, how is that fun? How is that fun? And they will need a crowbar to prise my hands off their neck. <laughs> how is it fun? That it's not. My very first review for Destructoid was going to be Mass Effect. (laughs) And I actually agree. It's the one time I agree with it having not been run because they said this isn't a review. (laughs) (laughs) And it really wasn't. It was just what I'm doing now. I will never blame anyone who does not like Mass Effect 1 because I've said this story before. I picked that game up probably five or six times and never made it past, like... Becoming a spectre and being like, ah, here we go, have an adventure. I never made it past the first, like, 90 minutes on, like, five separate attempts because it just wasn't fucking good. Ultimately, the biggest sin of the game is it's boring. Like, that's the worst thing a game can be. Whether I'm driving the stupid bumper car or I'm listening to the most dryly delivered dialogue with character models that just stand there with their hands at their sides or indulging that ludicrously dry combat system in bereft environments. I am so excruciatingly bored. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I do want to check out two because sometimes Bioware does make a good game. Yeah. And I've heard two is one of them. Yeah. Mass Effect 2 is one of the best things Bioware's ever made. It is the peak of them having a really good story to tell and telling it very well. I think it's because I, because people harp on the choices and the the shit so much and it being a, a like a complete trilogy for the character that you play as well as the just the series yeah i feel i keep sort of feeling i guess like i want the choices to be mine from the beginning so that i can appreciate everything and i know you can like tick boxes and yeah. shit in two but there's just some dogged determination to do it myself again and i'm not liking it but it's a compulsion. Brains are great like that sometimes. And when I say I'm not liking it, but it's a compulsion, sometimes I mean that to say the game's doing something. It's not, It's my brain is doing something. This is just hurting me. I could just go on to Mass Effect 2. I may end up. I, I don't know if I can stick it. It's that fucking dull. It's drier than Laura's hands. Oh, uh, I'm up to three. No, on my hands. no! I was afraid you were going to say that. No. Um, Laura, yeah. don't do this. <laughs> Like, I'm legitimately concerned for your well-being. I wash my hands of this podcast, and you should just wash your hands, Laura. Yeah. Like, I am, I'm out. 
<laughs> Anything that happens from now on has nothing to do with me. Oh no! From the moment this podcast started, none of this is on either of you. Mm-mm. This is this is purely my cross to bear, and I shall do so. I'm committed to this, and we're we're gonna see it through. I'm gonna see it through. You're not. You're no part of this. Yeah, no, no part whatsoever will I play. But I still feel like a human empathic obligation to stop you. <laughs> like you see someone standing in the middle of the road and a truck is coming at them and they continue to stand in the middle of the road. At what point do you not just run in and try to push them out of the way? When someone keeps applying gamer goo to their hands knowing it's a bad idea that's when i step aside <laughs> that's when i say, you know what two squirts and i'm like i need to stop this by the time we're at squirt three i'm out when was the last time i was permitted to be this podcast's agent of chaos today is my day again and again i've said i physically hurt no one with this podcast antics <laughs> what we're looking at here is hospitalization at best <laughs> You've had glue stuck to your hands on this show before. You don't get to talk about, oh no, there's a substance on my hands that's doing them harm. Now, the fact that that's true aside, <laughs> don't abubba bubba me. I'll abubba bubba you. I've never been so offended in all my life as the day I was abubba <laughs> Oh, I do want Hubba Bubba now. Mm. <laughs> oh, let's go find some Hubba Bubba and chew it and blow lovely bubbles. I played a video game this week. Can I talk about that? Put it in your mouth. Squirt the game and go in your mouth. See what no. happens. No. See if it dries out like you do when you're asleep with your mouth open. I refuse to do that because that would be bad for my health. My hands are fine. <laughs> <laughs> I trust my hands to manage this. Fair enough. So I've been playing a game called Monster Sanctuary this week. Uh, I believe it is on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. This is my a continuation of my quest to find good indie games that are Pokemon knockoffs. This is much better than the last one I played. I think it was called Disc Creatures. So in this one, it's a side-scrolling action platformer RPG where you go around, you know, taming monsters, making teams, doing battles. There's a couple of things, though, that make it unique. First of all, you can have one of your your Pokemon follow you around on the overworld, and depending on which one you have out, will give you different abilities to help you traverse the overworld. It's got some Metroidvania design of, okay, you can't go that way, but later in the game when you get a Pokemon that can... I don't know, swim or do this or do that, then you'll be able to go this way. Um, and it uses the Pokemon it's introducing to sort of shepherd progression. Additionally, a kind of interesting feature it's got is that when you level up, you don't get set moves when you level up. You have a level tree with which to spend upgrade points on either new moves or taking your existing moves and levelling them up and making them stronger. So if you've got a move you already like and you want it to just not get lost to the the level curve, you're like, no, I want to keep using that move. I'll just pump some some points into it. Which in practice has worked really nicely. The game's got three-on-three battles, so they basically play like Pokemon, but there's a lot more transparency about your moveset. You can see up front how much damage an attack will do to an enemy as a percentage of their health bar. Assuming that it does standard attacks, obviously it can do more if you get critical hits, but it's like, hey, it'll do at least this much damage, which is really nice information to just have transparently shared. And it's just a kind of fun, platformy Metroidvania with turn-based Pokemon battles. I've played like a good three, four hours of it. I've been really digging it. That's fun. It's called Monster Sanctuary. I believe it's on Xbox Game Pass at the moment. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Cool. That yeah, sounds like fun. Yeah, it's it's kind of neat. What about you both? Have either of you played anything else this week? Uh, I have played uh, a bit more of Dragon Quest Builders 2. That's still fun. Um, I made it past that first region and I'm back at the base and now I'm just dicking around building rooms to accommodate everybody that's there. It's fun. Your first opportunity to dick around in the main island. Yeah, and I like the way it it deploys tools. Mmm, yes. I just got the tool that lets you, like, paint entire walls with a different block type from your inventory, Mm. and that's pretty useful in a lot of contexts. Yeah. I'm just screwing around figuring out how combinations of items that I have will affect rooms and that's neat. This fun game. Yeah. Yeah. It feels so long is the thing and it is I'm sure. I'm sure it just 
But boy, oh boy, do I feel like, oh man, I'm nowhere in this fucking game, aren't I? There is a lot of video game in that video game. And it's one that, like, I would come back to in, like, fits and starts as and when you have other stuff you want to be like, I want to listen to a podcast while I play something, come back to it. It's not a game to try and power through, I don't think. No. 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 But it's fun. Yeah. I'm quietly holding out hope. There's a an event coming up later this month that like a lot of rumors are that Dragon Quest Builders 3 is going to be announced. And I'm excited because I want more Dragon Quest Builders. I like this formula. Yeah. So it's good times. Yeah. Uh, Steph, have you played anything else this week? Uh, Outer Worlds. Ah. It's very difficult to play Mass Effect while you're playing the Outer Worlds at the same time. That's something I've... Because the Outer Worlds is a good game. So vastly superior. I prefer Mass Effect. <laughs> what, you prefer Mass Effect to... Yeah. Mass Effect 1. No, not Mass Effect 1. Okay. Mass Effect. Thank God, I thought you'd gone peculiar. <laughs> like, I can understand enjoying Mass Effect 2 and 3, you know, the combat in that. Sure, I can get enjoying that. Yes, I don't want to imply that I think Mass Effect 1 is a better game than the Outer Worlds. I'm talking purely about Mass Effect. Even in terms of combat. <laughs> like, I can, yeah, fine, sure, but not Mass Effect 1 under no circumstances. No, 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 no. Okay, good. Right. I feel better. Yeah, I was I was worried. Because that had been the end of me on here. <laughs> That's when I washed my hands of it. Yeah, well, it's good. Yeah? Yeah, I got the DLC. I'm just starting up on the DLC. I started to, the game again because, you know, I last played The Outer Worlds. Well, I, I finished it and I haven't played it since 2019 so started again it's still really good i really like pretty much every aspect of that game the characters the writing the dialogue the combat i mean it, it's the opposite of <laughs> genuinely jokes aside the opposite of my experience with mass effect i find every bit of that game very fulfilling i like what they did with all the skills how just like all of the skills have different applications and uses and opens up dialogue options no matter what you have and the dialogue based skills actually have combat uses really fucking powerful ones actually upgrading your ability to lie so that you can convince robots to turn on each other is a heck of a skill i went high science i mean i always go high charisma with everything but i went high science as well with this which is fun that's it I don't know why that game just, like, I know it's everything I should want in that type of video game. And maybe I just don't want that type of video game anymore. And that's my problem. But it failed to compel me to play more than, you know, what would be considered the introductory portion of the game. There's nothing I can point to that says this is bad. There's nothing bad about it. No, it's... It's really good. Yeah. The game, for me, gets the balance right between enemies that die really quickly, like Call of Duty, or like bullet sponge enemies, like most looter shooters these days, in that they have health bars, and sometimes they can take a bit of chewing, but for the most part, you just see that that health bar go down at a really satisfying clip, with some really good sound effects for the weapons. Machine gun, assault rifles, they're a little too loud compared to the rest, but... Otherwise, I can't fathom what your issue with it would be unless it is growing, like, I guess, you know, growing, moving on from that type of game. It's it just it feels like such a vast, complex investment. Yeah, I can be like that with a lot of RPG, like Japanese RPGs these days. And I never used to be. Yeah, I don't have a problem with anything about it other than the combat. Yeah. It's all right. I played through that game start to finish and I undeniably think it is a good game, but... I had no compulsion to come back for any of the DLC. It is a game that I can see is good that just I didn't need any more of. Mm-hmm. The amount of game that was there was plenty for me. That is fair. I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm not going to be like you two and stoop to lying about <laughs> the things I like in the game, like planet scanning, uh, because I'm not like that. I don't think anything about the game is, is necessarily bad in any way. Like, it's just not hitting me. Yeah. I, I don't get it, because it should. And that's, that's the thing. And, you know, that that's really says that there's a problem with me, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Laura? Yeah? I could send over some toxic wastes to go with what you're doing to your hands. Like, you can devastate the inside of your mouth along with it and just have the worst time. No, that sounds like a very unpleasant time. I don't want to have a bad time. Oh, you don't want to have a bad time? No. And yet you keep applying gamer goo to your hands. I mean... Look, I've applied the whole pack, and at this point, yeah, I, of feel like, I feel like I am the most professional gamer that's ever existed. I've, I've ascended. I could win a Call of Duty tournament now. I was going to say, have you tried manipulating a controller with it? Have yeah, you tried yeah. taking on a, a juicy sesh? Can you hear me clicking away? I, I mean, it sounds like the driest clicks in the United Kingdom of the realm. Exactly, and that's that's apparently what you need to be a professional gamer. You need to strip all the moisture from your hands if you want to compete at the highest level. Well, I'm going to I'm going to be winning those Call of Duty tournaments before you know it. <laughs> I played more fogs this week. Yeah, enjoying the fogs. Yeah, you you were, you were right, comrade. That game gets better when you go and try some of the other stuff and go to some of the other areas and stick with it a little longer. That game's opening doesn't do it any favors. No. No, it, it's pretty drawn out. Yes, it's worth pushing through that, but also, like, I can't blame anyone for dropping off like I did, and particularly for a game that, like, presents itself as like, hey, play this with another person. Mm. It's an awkward one to be like, hey, do you want to play a game together? By the way, it's going to be kind of not great for the first little bit, but I promise it gets good. Yeah, yeah. So... That's a shame. But yeah, folks, I've been enjoying all the creative stuff that's happened as it's gone on. I just wish more of that had been peppered into the opening 90 or so minutes. Yep. Have either of you played anything else this week? I did play one other thing just a bit. It's called Pine. It was the epic game store freebie. This will be this past week by the time people hear this. And it bills itself as a survival crafting game. The setting's interesting. You are from a group of humans that has lived on top of this cliff for time unknown and are afraid of what lies outside. And so they don't go. And then it starts to, you know, I guess there's an earthquake that starts to cause the cliffs to collapse and you have to go out and venture into this world. And it is another one where the introduction of it is like, okay, I see, fine, I'm talking to people, I'm collecting resources, I'm crafting some basic items and then giving those items to people to progress that, but where's this going? Is this opening up at some point? Okay, fine. You know, and it, and it, it doesn't seem like the sort of thing where, you know, you get freedom over where things are built. So it's going to be a lot of fetch questy type stuff throughout. And I'm playing and I'm like, I'm not sure I'm interested in this. It feels like so many other fucking games that I've played, despite having this kind of interesting setting backdrop that it's established. Um, it plays fine. It's a Unity engine game. It looks pretty cool. It's got uh, some good visual direction in the environments. And then you start encountering the other species that operate in this world. And you come to find out that the whole game seems to be driven by a relationship system where you give tribute to these species and then build relationships with them. And that affects your relationship with other species and their relationships between them are constantly shifting and changing as well. And I'm just now scratching the surface of how this happens, but I'm in. Give me something that feels like it's a little bit political and and I'm going to be having to satisfy certain people to a cost of others and make it feel like it's a social thing as well. You love having that level of control over people. That's one thing I've always known about you, Conrad. <laughs> but it's it's. It's interesting. Uh, I like those kinds of mechanics in games, um, and it's the sort of thing that can compel me to play through a bunch of fetch questy uh, and put these items together to make another item for me. Please, thank you. Missions. Mm -hmm. There's combat. It's not great. It's fine. Enemies will fucking wallop you, and and it's not particularly precise combat. It seems right now I'm just running away until I can get things to better protect myself. But that's okay. It's still fun. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm going to keep playing it. Um, I'll probably play it on stream on Friday, uh, twitch.tv slash that Conrad Zimmerman, because uh, it's it started to really pique my interest. 
Nice. So yeah. I have to give that a go. I've got it downloaded. I hadn't hadn't given it a try yet. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Anybody else play a game? I think that's that's everything I've played. I played a bit more Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion. That game's charming and adorable. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. It's a very good game. I enjoy it a lot. I think that's everything I've played. Should we get onto some newsy bits? Yeah, let's let's do some newsy bits. Let's do some newsy bits. Where shall we start this week? Let's start with Ubisoft news, because <sighs> there's always Ubisoft news. One quick thing that's not on the docket, which I'm just going to throw in as a side note, just to lay the, the groundwork. Ubisoft generated sales of over $2.2 billion in the last financial year, a 40% year-on-year increase. The reason I mention that is because it is background to the story that... Uh, ran on gamesindustry.biz this week, Ubisoft has reportedly made minimal changes following abuse allegations. You don't fucking say. I'm stunned. To read a subheading, as legal proceedings are kickstarted, internal sources point at the lack of accountability since reports of toxic culture last year. So... Yeah, to all those people being like, no, 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 they they fixed it. They fi- they're definitely. Why are you still boycotting Ubisoft stuff? They're good now. Oh, Jim, you owe Ubisoft an apology. That was an email I got. Yeah. <clears throat> Fuck off. So this is an investigation by French publication Le Telegram, published um, earlier this month. That was talking about like, hey, here's all the legal stuff going on. Basically, it seems to boil down to essentially nothing has changed. Uh, yeah, they were never intending to change. They went through the usual performance of apology. Yves Rameau coming out to be so sorrowful and solemn. Yeah. They did their solemn JPEG and they were just waiting for everyone to get bored and move on, which they did. Except for a couple people who are, of course, completely ignored or told to apologise. Yep. This gamesindustry.biz story says, An elected representative from Ubisoft's Social and Economic Committee said they don't expect anything to come out of these appointments that have gone on since then, as the HR staff who covered the harassment issues are still in position. Fucking hell. Yep. Their HR department was... You know, integral in not only protecting but promoting these abusers. You know, every type of abuse uh, was prevalent in that rife within that company. Some of those people still haven't been let go. No, no. They never intended to. The whole thing is a, you know, it's family run and it's about who knows who. Quite a few of these studios are. Rockstar was the same. It was, will you fit into the culture? Then you'll get along and be protected. If not, you're fucked. It's funny you mentioned family and it being a family business. Uh, Let me read this little bit of the story out. In Canada, nothing has changed since the appointment of Christophe Derenz, who happens to be Yves Guillemot's cousin, on July 2020. Well, there we go, see? Yeah. What's more, new harassment cases have been reported since, but those who reported the issues were sidelined in December 2020. Fuck me. It's fucking disgusting. Here's some reminders of some of the people who were still at Ubisoft. Florent Kastanak, who heads up Ubisoft-owned NATO, uh, was accused of harassment by dozens of employees. A union representative said management is protecting him. Or Ubisoft Singapore director Huge Ricor, who stepped down in November, but still works at Ubisoft, just in a different role, according to his LinkedIn profile. Oh, shifted around. Yeah. Like Ubisoft had already been doing. That's what they've been doing, is shifting people around. There's a reason I fucking call it the Vatican of video games. Yeah. They behave exactly the same way. They get these sex abusers and shift them around. 20,000 members of staff at Ubisoft had half a day of training following the uh, crisis, with managers given more sessions afterwards. We perceive a desire from management to leave the crisis from summer 2020 behind, as it represents a risk for the group's durability. But training must be renewed regularly and offered to new staff. For now, this request has not been addressed. We did a half day, it's fine, we fixed it, we can put it behind us now. Those courses, you know are usually a cop-out anyway, but to not even, to not even commit to that bullshit. Yeah. I mean, come on. They flagrantly don't care. They never cared. Their shows of remorse were almost deliberately half-hearted. They really are showing exactly what you can get away with, exactly what, you know, the larger gamer community and the press that allegedly serves it slash serves corporate interests will accept yeah they will accept any shit being shoveled in their 
fucking faces so long as they still get Assassin's Creed out the bargain. So Ubisoft did respond to a request for comment on this story. I'll read their response. Over a period of several months, Ubisoft has implemented major changes across its organization, internal What are they? Internal procedures and procedures and processes in order to guarantee a safe, inclusive and respectful working environment for all team members. What are they? Well, they point out we had an external investigation into the allegations. Oh, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I love to hear the frequent updates of that. We have a new code of conduct and we, we hired two new people and we appointed someone to be head of workplace culture. Oh, Okay. These concrete actions demonstrate the profound changes that have taken place at every level of the company. Additional initiatives are underway and are being rolled out in the coming months. We're very committed to strengthening our culture and values in the long run. You know what? You don't get to call yourself profound if you're trying to fix yourself up to get to basic standards. I also feel, uh, I feel like uh, an obligation to point out that the two people that they're so excited about having mm-hmm. brought in yes. came from Uber. Yeah. Which is certainly the place I think of when I think about good to workers. Yeah. <laughs> the entire executive level is, and the management level, there's so much of it so fucking incestuous. Yeah. They said nothing in that statement. They just said, oh, we've got policies. They're great. We've got someone in charge of something. They're great. There's more things coming that are coming. They'll be great. Yeah. We hear your concerns. No detail. What are the policies? What have you done? What were the results of your fucking investigation? How much did Yves Ramon know? Now, to be fair, we are not getting like the fully unedited response. We're getting a paraphrased copy of the response. But yeah, it doesn't sound particularly enlightening. I would think that if there were more specifics, they would have been included in the article. Yeah. Are they calling their stuff liars? Is that the thing? That's something that should be clarified from them. Are they saying that these reports of of very little changing and and abuse and harassment still going on, are they saying that's a lie? Yeah, no, it doesn't seem to be refuting the allegations so much as expressing, well, we've done some stuff. So it's clearly not fucking working, is it? (sighs) But at least they've learned not to be caught out lying. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is with every controversy, they'll just get better at shoveling dirt over it. People could have just not reviewed the fucking games. You didn't need to review Watch Dogs or Assassin's Creed Valhalla, but no. Oh, can we get a copy, please? There's more Ubisoft stuff this week. There's just another example of them being a bit shit. So they've done another of that thing that they love to do where they disguise doing spec work as if it's a competition. Mm-hmm. Like they did this with Beyond Good and Evil 2 when they announced it and they were like, hey, do a bunch of work and maybe we'll pay you and put it in the game, maybe if we decide to. They're now doing a competition Competition with Assassin's Creed where you can design a tattoo and they'll put it in in the game and all the players can have it on their characters. Ah, wouldn't that be exciting? All right, I I feel like I need to push back on this as the idea being, you know, getting spec work done. Because I don't really feel like that's the case. This is totally a marketing promotion thing. Nobody in the fucking art department is like, hey, you know what would be great is if we could get a whole bunch of like, you know, other people shit and pick through it and find stuff that, you know, we could shove into our project for which we already have a clear creative vision in mind, right? Yeah. To be clear, when I say tonally they do a lot of stuff that falls into this, maybe not technically spec work, but a lot of the, hey, do do stuff for us and maybe we'll give you something for it, Ralph. Well, it's, 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 it's a promotional opportunity for them because for them it's really more about the word getting around that this happens and that this is available. They seem like a cool company to include the works of their community in it. That's the benefit that they're getting at. Of it. This other stuff is incidental or an inconvenience. Well, the thing I was going to get to in this is that um, the design you make, regardless of whether they pick it as a winning design, Ubisoft owns all the rights to it once you submit it as an entry. So if you don't win the competition, you can't use that elsewhere. Ubisoft owns it whether you win or not, which is a thing for people to be aware of. And originally they were like, yeah, a $900 prize if your tattoo's picked, which turns out to be a bit misleading. It's 
$900 worth of prizes split between winners and the prizes Cheap are bastards. overvalued tat. Yeah, it's it's swag. Jesus. Yeah, it is basically swag that they have attached very inflated prices to to make it sound like a bigger prize. So they, they made it sound like, oh, if you're picked, you're going to get $900 worth of stuff. No, you're going to get loosely saying about $250 worth of Ubisoft. $225 of Ubisoft app. Mm -hmm. Most of these fucking competitions are just work without a payoff. Whether you want to argue over what they're going to use it for or why, it's still just fucking... It's work for nothing that's worth your labor. It is literally work for nothing. Yeah. Because, again, this stuff is not going to be used. It's not going to be referenced. They're not going to flip through this at some point and say, oh, hey, wait, this was a good idea. I'm going to use this. Thank goodness we own it. The reason that they have to own it when you send it to them is on the off chance that they ever produce anything that even vaguely resembles the thing that you submitted and you want to mount a lawsuit over it. So don't participate in this shit. It, period. Yeah. I mean, just as a general rule, it's bad. Don't participate in it. But I do think that we ought to make clear the reasons why these things are the way they are, because it sounds very hyperbolic to say, oh, Ubisoft is going to steal your work when that's not what's happening here at all. They don't care about your work. And that's something that you should actually think about a little more. Yeah. Don't do unpaid work hoping it's going to get in a Ubisoft game in exchange for tap, because what you're probably doing is doing work that you cannot use elsewhere and will never get anything back for. It still benefits them, and you're just wasting your time. Correct. That's what it comes down to. I've got a nice story. That's a very simple one, but it's a nice one. It's not about Ubisoft. No, this is a, this is a Capcom story. Oh, those those do occasionally wind up being nice. Yeah, so you know how everyone very much likes Resident Evil Village, particularly Lady Demetresque and the big tall steppy lady that everyone's into? Mm-hmm. Everyone likes the big tall steppy lady even more than they already did, because it turns out in the PC version you can find an unused line of dialogue where Lady Demetresque just says good girl oh. very suggestively and um looking it up it's very good it's very good it's very good yeah I'm, I'm not gonna lie I did find the tweet that had the voice line in and just sort of leave it looping a little bit do you want me to send you the voice clip on, on Facebook immediately I just left it looping for a while because it's great yep it's it is so good never mind got it <laughs> good girl Oh, thank you. Yeah, right? There is no way that they didn't know what they were doing with that voice, <laughs> that line delivery. <laughs> I am a good girl, that's right. Yeah, mm -hmm. Lady D knows. <sighs> so that's that this whole story. It's, hey, do you need Lady Demetrescu calling you a good girl in your life? Because, like, you can go find that. That's out there. I got it on loop. This is nice. It's, it's, it's just pleasant, right? This is nice. <sighs> it's, it's nice. It's nice. I'm actually bored of that now. Uh, we had a, we had a couple of quick bits of news out of the Apple and Epic lawsuit, just to give you a sense of where it's devolved to. Do you remember last week we talked about the fact that Apple made a big deal about the fact that on the Epic Game Store you can download itch.io, and on itch.io there are sex games. Christ. Therefore, Epic is bad, naughty sex people. I do recall something about that. So this lawsuit has devolved into tit for tat. Who can point at the other and go... Naughty sex. Tits for tat from the salesman. Yeah. So the short version is that Epic's lawyer starts bringing up a bunch of iOS apps on a phone to demonstrate that sexual content is available on iOS. And the way that he does this is by pulling up TikTok typing in BDSM and going, would you agree with me that there's a variety of search returns for the word BDSM on TikTok? BDSM. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, like... I mean, don't get me wrong. It's edifying stuff, but specific... The moment you bring specifics where specifics aren't needed, 
you start telling people about yourself. And I don't want to know about these people. The minute you start putting specifics into the internet, any specifics, you return porn. Oh, can I just tell you the best part of this? Because when I read this from, again, wonderful uh, live tweeting thread by Adam Robertson, I had to go on TikTok and search BDSM and go, what are the first videos that come up? Because I'm very curious what got shown in court. Are there a variety of search returns? Oh, can I tell you that the on-screen text in the first video that shows up. Oh, I'd be upset if you didn't. BDSM test. Do you want to be used as a toilet? Yep. There you go. That is the first thing that comes up on TikTok that presumably got shown to a judge. Ordinarily, I'd have answered no. I'm not particularly <laughs> into being a toilet, thank you. But we could negotiate <laughs> other means of mutual enjoyment. However, I've just spent the last five minutes being called a good girl by Lady <laughs> Dimitrescu, in which case... Shit away. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can tell Epic's lawyer that yes, I would agree that this does return a variety of search results for the word BDSM. There sure are a lot in here. <laughs> Uh, that's the level of shit we've devolved to in that lawsuit. Like it's I mean, gone, it's... it's gone a million miles away from should I have to pay Apple thirty percent to have a thing on iOS? I'm worried it really will devolve into shit. I'm really worried that like two girls, one cup, and and other like deep cut shock images, lemon part is gonna turn up in this fucking lawsuit, <laughs> and it's all because we all know that after months. <laughs> of legal battling, it's all running head first toward the goatee. Oh, oh no, it's getting there. I, I, I have one other detail that I didn't pre-run past Conrad on this. Your Honor, you could fit a head in there. <sighs> so after showing TikTok and BDSM, Epic's lawyer then pulls up Reddit on his phone and goes, <laughs> That's it, case over! And says, have you ever used Reddit? To which uh, Schiller responds, Briefly, I tried it once. Yes. I didn't inhale. Yes, that is the joke that this fucking Twitter thread made that I wanted to share was Phil Schiller told tried Reddit once, but he didn't inhale. Oh, okay. See, I predicted the joke. Why, where's my viral tweet? Uh, so yeah, that's the level this fucking court case has devolved to. It's an absolute... It's, it's America's least funny joke. It's such a joke, but it makes me so fucking angry at the sheer waste of time and money and resources and everything. There is one other, like, vaguely interesting maybe story that came out this week. So, there were some documents that involved an email exchange between Microsoft and Apple, specifically some conversations about bringing xCloud to iOS, and specifically, like, bringing Xbox software to other platforms. And what's interesting about it is there's some big redacted segments, which we are aware Nintendo specifically asked to have redacted from this conversation about, hey, are you, are you thinking about bringing uh, Xbox games to any other platforms in any kind of way. Nintendo has made big sections get redacted, so it sure seems like there probably have been conversations between Microsoft and Nintendo about bringing Microsoft software, either via xCloud or some other method, to Switch. That's one of those cases where, like, you can redact the information, but the fact you did it is like, okay, we're all just gonna assume now. So yeah, that's all that came out of it this week. Sounds like this case might be over soon. The judges making some decisions early next week. That'd be nice. Yeah, the fun's over. I'd like it to be fucking done. Yeah, it seems like we're scraping the bottom of the barrel now and we're just... The next news on it is probably going to be some decision was made, but it's been appealed, so let's drag this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, they're going to do another AEW show. Yeah. Friday night. Rampage. I knew they were doing Friday next week ahead of the pay-per-view. Yeah, but no, but... this will be from August. Oh. They'll be doing a Friday show as well. Wow. So another series of matches against enhancement talent that you can tell the result <sighs> of a mile away. Oh, God. Oh, well. Have we got any more game news? I really want to get out of this hot office. I have one quick bit of game news. I did at one point wash my hands at one oh, point. Thank I, couldn't, God. I couldn't handle being a gamer anymore. It's a dry life, the life of a gamer. I had my five layers of gamer goo on my hands, and suddenly I all I wanted to do was shout transphobic bullshit over voice <laughs> chat, and now I'm like, oh, no, too much gamer. Better wash some of it oh, off. Oh, no, I've heard, I've heard that transphobia doesn't exist. That was the new thing 
It's oh, of course not. You can bring numerical evidence, but it's anything but. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So I would not recommend more than in this scientific test. I would not recommend more than a single dose of gamergoo. One is plenty. Five might have been too much. Mm, that does remind me, though. Um... Steph is tall. Yeah. Just so we're clear. Yeah. Steph is tall. I am short, but Steph is tall. I'm pretty tall. I am sorry you were bombarded with questions about your height. (laughs) I figured it was inevitable once people actually saw us stand side by side. But yes, um, yeah, I'm like five foot six. I'm certainly not a, a tall person, but the discrepancy is stark. I'm a bit taller than that. Yeah. Yeah. Made me look super hot. Oh yeah, I, I certainly saw some some Lady Dimitrescu comparisons. Damn right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, good girl. <laughs> I'm not as sexy as that. Let me hang on. Let me try. Oh, good girl. <laughs> mm. uh. Yeah, not as not as hot. There'll be someone that worked for. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we wrap up? Here we can wrap up. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you might need to wrap up your hands in bandages if they start coming up in blisters and weeping sores. I'm still... You can wash it off, but I reckon things have burrowed in already. I can tell you what stage I'm at now. My hands are just secreting Mountain Dew. I think this is a permanent (laughs) state now. Oh, God. (laughs) You don't want your hands to be dry? Fine. Now they'll be permanently damp and sticky and caffeinated. You're going to be mined hollow by Call of Duty players looking for their gamer fuel. (laughs) (laughs) But but while that slow excavation takes place over a period of painful years, where can people see more of your stuff? Buzz pretty much everywhere. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. Every Friday on YouTube, I have episodes of Accessibility. It's a show about accessibility and representation in the games industry. Go watch it. I Twitch stream Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at twitch.tv slash Buzz. Go give that a watch. I usually do indies on Monday, trains on Friday. Whatever I feel up to on a Wednesday, never sure. There's books, Uncomfortable Labels, that's out now, it's about being autistic and trans. Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, it's about video game character butts and it's out now. Gender Euphoria comes out on June 10th, that's real soon, it's about non-cis people's positive gender affirming stories, go check that out. Also, podcasts, Pixel Squirts, about video game porn, Queer and Pleasant Strangers, where I talk about the things I do in the week that aren't video games, and Dice Funk, it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Every season's its own story, jump into whatever one you want. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. Conrad, you used to be on that. I sure did, and you can also find me on Twitter, at Conrad Zimmerman, and you can watch me stream live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash thatconradzimmerman, because they won't let me have my name. I stream Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Fridays. That's what it is. Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays, Fridays. Boy, I should know my own schedule by this point. And so just follow the channel and that'll like be easier. Uh, you can buy anti-capitalist propaganda from me at pinfultruth.com now with vastly improved international shipping. And you can buy audiobooks at conradreads.com and everything I do online gets supported on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash fistshark. And you know who else has a Patreon? James Stephanie Sterling. Boop, boop. That's me. Patreon.com slash Jimquisition. And it's right there for you. And again, I'll reiterate June 19th. Um, I should have streaming details, hopefully. We'll see soon. But if you're in the, the Pittsburgh area, check it out. I've got it on my social media and everything. Rise Returns is the name of the show. I'm on the poster, no big deal. June 19th. And I'll have more details on that. Otherwise, thank you very much for listening to the show and doing everything else related to listening to a podcast. And we'll see you next time, I think. Should do. Yeah. Bye. 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 Good girl.